Welcome back to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, season two, where we're focused on women in tech. Hey, friend, thank you so much for joining me here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. This episode today, I'm talking about four things you don't have to do as a woman in tech and really any industry for that matter, and four things that I think every woman ought to be thinking about doing, no matter what industry you work in. But I'm probably going to gear this, this topic toward women in tech. Um, over the past 20 plus years as a woman in tech myself, there are many things that I have learned um, don't need to be done and they don't need to be done by me as a woman on the team. And I've learned four things that I think are pretty important to do no matter what industry you work in as a woman. Um, and so I'm going to share those with you today. Uh, some of these are, well, all of these points are really um based upon personal experience. They're based upon trial and error. They're based upon like volunteering to do something and then feeling like crap after and being like, why did I volunteer to do that? And all of these points I'm going to go through are, are meant to be guidelines to help you be your most authentic self in the workplace so that you feel good about yourself. And trust me, if you feel good about yourself in the workplace, your colleagues, your leaders, your, your partners at work will all notice, like, really, there's no point in like signing up to do things where you're just going to resent doing it, or you don't feel comfortable doing it, or you're just kind of out of your body and, and trying to fit in, you know, doing this or that. I'm going to go through these points, but really the goal of these things are just to help you really become more comfortable in your own skin at work and to be authentically you. So these are all, uh, especially the things that you don't need to do anymore. These are all things I've done at work and they have not served me. And then when I've kind of started to do the opposite of these things, I have felt much better about myself. I felt like I made much more self-respecting decisions and I feel like I've shown up more authentically me and I've gained probably more respect, um, from my colleagues and leaders in the workplace because I'm me. Um, and just like you are you same goes for you. Um, so I hope you find these things helpful. So number one, the first thing you don't need to do as a woman in tech is you don't need to like sports full stop. <laughs> you, you just don't have to like sports to fit in, in a male dominated work culture. Um, you don't have to pretend to like sports. You don't have to like join in and, and, and you know, be giddy about last night's game. If you don't like sports, it is okay to not like sports. Many men I know don't like sports. It's absolutely okay as a woman to not like sports as well. Trust me, there are other things you can bond with your male counterparts in the workplace. There's tons of other things you can find in common with them and it doesn't have to be for sports. Um, earlier in my career, there were definitely moments where I tried to like fit in and make some awkward comment about sports, which by the way, I hate most sports. Um, I'm not a team sports kind of person. I'm there for like the drinks and the food. Um, but you know, I've awkwardly tried to fit in, make sports comments, and it just comes across as inauthentically me. And I've noticed as I've become more confident in myself and, and kind of my place within the workplace, um, actually standing out and being like, Hey, I making a funny comment about football that like score the points, win the game, whatever it is that's felt authentically me. Um, when I've shown up and just either been quiet when people talk about sports and multitask and get other stuff done, 
or maybe make a joke or, you know, maybe just actually listen. Cause I am interested a little bit. Um, those have felt all, a lot more authentic to me than trying to awkwardly include myself by pretending to like something that I really don't. So this goes for sports or really any topic that comes up, but in my male dominated workforces, I often notice sports are sometimes the beginning five minutes of most meetings after a big game or a big event in the sporting world. You don't have to like sports. I'll leave it there. Um, people like you for other qualities and trust me, you can bond with your male colleagues on other things. All right, good. I think we we drove that one home. The next thing you don't have to do as a woman in tech, you don't have to take notes. You don't have to be the meeting scheduler. You don't have to order the food unless you genuinely want to do these things. If you're taking the notes, if you're scheduling meetings or ordering food and you feel resentful about it, or you're like, why the heck am I signing up to do this again? Chances are, you know, chances are no one else is stepping in and like, you know, why, why are you, why, I guess, let me just pause for a minute here. I've jumped in and agreed to do all of these things. I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I have definitely, um, jumped in to do these things, to help make things happen, to help things move quicker, to help just, um, things, you know, a medium flow and just to help get things done. Well, guess what? I don't, I've learned, I don't always need to be the one that comes in and saves the day and does the things no one else wants to do. Sometimes it is perfectly okay to sit back and be quiet and let somebody else volunteer, even if it takes five minutes of silence. Some of my favorite ways to counter, um, I've played many project program management roles throughout my career. And um, in some organizations, people look at the program or project manager as the note taker and the meeting scheduler. And that's fine. My rules of thumb for these two areas are one, I am happy to take the notes and send the recap if I'm the one that is leading the meeting. And I want to make sure that I hold people accountable to doing what they said they would do in the meeting. Yes, I will take notes and I will put your name next to the action item you agreed to. Happy to do that. The second one is scheduling meetings. My favorite way of responding to this, if someone's like, hey, Holly, would you schedule this meeting? My favorite way of responding to this is one, you know, I would love to help you out with this, but I'm not the right person to lead this meeting. So therefore, I think the person that is leading this meeting needs to be the one that schedules it. And if you really like reading behind between the lines, there's like, hey, everyone knows how to use Outlook. This isn't a, a, a like skill gap here. Um, so why is it falling on me to schedule a meeting? I see this time and time again happening to women where male counterparts ask women to take the notes and schedule the meetings. Let me tell you, as a woman in tech, you do not have to take the notes or schedule the meetings unless you want to, unless you have an underlying reason or underlying purpose or not even underlying, unless you have a reason or a purpose where it makes sense. And you're like, yes, I want to do this. I'm like, yes, I want to do this. I'll schedule the meeting if I want to make sure that meeting happens. And you can bet I lead it and I hold people accountable and that there's a clear outcome. And people are like, oh, gosh, that was that was a good meeting. But, you know, Holly's serious when she schedules her meetings. Um, so anyway, you don't have to take the notes. You don't have to schedule the meetings. And you sure as heck don't have to order the food unless you want to. Anyone is capable of taking orders and placing orders online for food, for meetings. If you want to do that, if you love doing that, if you, if you, if that's kind of your way of helping take care of the team, cool, do it. That is not 
I, I've done this in my past and I've always felt resentful and it's felt awkward and weird. And I'm, I've just kind of made a rule, like, you know, I'm just not going to order food anymore for the team. Like it just kind of feels weird for me. You know, I, I might be happy to do it on a rotational basis if we're all taking turns, but it has, it, I decided it, it no longer feels comfortable for me to be the de facto food order period. Um, so those are other things um, that I think you don't have to do as a woman in tech. The third thing, and this 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 point kind of aligns with number one and two, but you don't have to be agreeable and say yes to everything and feel responsible for other people's reactions and emotions um, in terms of like you kind of saying what you, you know, speaking your mind, as long as it's, you know, obviously in a professional and respectful way. Um, more often than not, I observe women, especially earlier in their careers who um, want to please. And again, that's, that's great. We all work for someone, we all have a boss and no one gets very far if, if they're going against the grain always, but there is a fine line and a balance between being agreeable and being overly agreeable where you are no longer authentic to yourself and you're agreeing to things that you fundamentally fundamentally do not agree to. So the next time that you're starting to feel a little like, hmm, am I being a doormat here? Am I, am I over agreeing to a bunch of things that I just don't think are the right thing to do? Or maybe I don't think I'm the right person to do this, or I don't think this is the right approach. Take a pause. This is your moment to share what you think, to share how you really feel. Being agreeable, saying yes to everything can contribute to groupthink. It can contribute to lack of innovation, lack of diverse thinking. And one of the incredible things women in tech bring to the table is, is gender diversity. Um, we want women to bring their ideas and thoughts and perspectives to the table, even if they're different than what other people may suggest. Bring your thought, bring your idea. If you disagree with something, politely disagree and share why. Um, this this encourages healthy debate. This discourages groupthink and you know um, your idea potentially being the next big idea for your company or, or organization. So this is one thing you don't have to do. You don't always have to be agreeable, say yes to everything, or ultimately feel responsible for other people's reactions and emotions to your point of view. As long as you speak with respect and kindness, how other people choose to interpret that is really, you know, internally based upon um, a lot of other things that they may be having going on inside of them, which this is not a therapy podcast, but maybe someday we can talk about that. But ultimately, you don't have to be a yes person. In fact, when I when I look at people in leadership positions, they are not yes people. They are people who are authentic and true to themselves, speak what's on their mind, say what they need to say, and then are flexible and agreeable and where it makes sense and compromising where it makes sense. But the most the leaders that I respect the most often or the leaders I respect the most speak their mind and they say, they, they tell their own truth. So the last one I'm going to just say is you don't have to hide your emotions. You don't have to be stoic and, and faceless and expressionless. Um, in fact, I think that's one of the beautiful things that women in tech and women in any industry bring to the workplace is our feelings. And, um, 
emotions, you know, positive emotions, negative emotions, but our, our emotions are not who they are. They are a response to um, information that we are receiving in that moment. And they are based upon that response and based upon layers and layers and layers of who we are and our own self-awareness. That is how we often respond. So A, you don't need to hide your emotions and, and again, be emotionless. Do you need to manage your emotions as, as a person in the workplace? Yes, obviously. Or be responsible for your emotions? Yes, obviously. But hiding them and, and just stuffing them down. And again, this goes back to my previous point, point, being agreeable and saying yes to everything. You don't need to hide your emotions and just, just swallow, swallow everything. It's okay to sometimes feel upset. It's a sometimes okay to be super excited and overjoyed because you, your team hit a huge milestone. It's okay to sometimes tear up if something amazing happens, or if your colleague may be going through something and they confided you, um, it does not make you less of a person because you show how you feel. Um, and again, that goes with managing your emotions, right. To a level of professionality and, and also being responsible for your emotions and, and how they could make others feel. So emotions are a complicated topic, but the takeaway here is don't ever feel like you need to hide your emotions. It's okay to feel what you feel. Um, and these are the four points. There are so many people out there who would probably just love to debate me on these, but Hey, I'll go at it. <laughs> I'll debate all day on these because these are four principles that I strongly believe. These are four principles that I, um, have strongly now stand by given what I've personally experienced in my career and looking back and trying to like sports, offering to take the notes and schedule the meetings and order the food. I've tried to be agreeable and say yes to everything. And I've tried to hide my emotions. And all of these points have just made me operate in a way that just isn't authentically tied to who I really am. And shocker, the, when I did these things and when I acted this way in my career at various points in my career, um, I didn't achieve the results I want. When I have achieved the results I want, I'm authentic. I am true to me. I am speaking my truth. Um, people have respected me for it. And so the things that we often think will get us ahead or will win us the respect of our colleagues are often the exact opposite because they disconnect us from who we really are. So the takeaway here is stay connected with who you are. There's some, there's always that small voice. And if you tap in and just listen, there's always that small voice that kind of resists ourselves when we start to get disconnected from who we really are. So try to listen to that. If you're finding yourself um, taking actions or doing things at work that disconnect you from who you are, um, trust me, your future self will, will greatly thank you for staying connected to who you are big things will happen for you if you stay connected to who you really are. So on the flip side of this, here are four things that I do think every woman in tech ought to be doing and ought to be thinking about on a daily basis. Building allies, number one, building allies, um, both what men and women. So thinking about who, who are those people in your corner, in your workplace that you trust, that you admire, that you would go to if you had like a tough decision to make or a, 
maybe a tough interaction with somebody and you wanted some advice on like, Hey, like, how would you handle this, this problem? Um, think about who your allies are at work. Um, it can, it would be awfully lonely to be a in a workplace without really any friends or confidants. So think about who those people are and um, put time and effort into your relationship with them. Think about how you can continue staying connected with them, how you can do them some favors, uh, you know, like professional favors, help them move farther along in their career as they've helped you. Um, Think about how you can, you know, if, if, if you're in a room and, and, um, somebody needs a recommendation for something that they do, how can you suggest their name? How can you, um, advocate for them when they're not in the room? Um, think about those allies, both about how you can look to them for help when you need it and how you can help them when, when they need it. Um, the number two thing goes back to what I said a little bit earlier, but this, this is like so important. And, this means something different for everybody, but this one point has changed my entire career. Um, not, you know, as a more experienced professional, and this comes with building confidence. It comes with, um, making a ton of mistakes and feeling like shit after. And so, um, this point, maybe I should have saved it for last, but speak your truth even if it's uncomfortable or your voice shakes, speak your truth, be authentic to yourself, be, you owe it to yourself to be authentic to yourself and to have personal integrity. Don't try to be somebody else at work or to emulate somebody else down to the teeth. Sure. There may be qualities you like about a certain leader or a certain person on your team or within the org. Sure. But they, at the end of the day, there's only one you and that your uniqueness is what truly sets you apart from everybody else in your company. So the more you can speak the, your truth, the more you can be you in a professional, tact, tactful way, kind way, obviously, um, you know, the more you can speak your truth, like I respectfully disagree, but here's why. Um, but I'm willing to compromise on these points. At least you get out what you need to say. And then there's a, a starting ground to work from there. Um, so don't be afraid to speak your truth. And it always helps to speak your truth when you're in a room full of allies, or at least one or two allies, because you know, these people will likely have your back even if they don't particularly love what you're going to say, but they're going to have your back. They respect you as a colleague. So build allies. That'll make it easier to speak your truth. Number three, advocate for yourself. Trust me, honey, no one is going to advocate for you or on your behalf out of the goodness of your heart. Like, yeah, maybe if you get lucky and run across like that unicorn in the workplace who, who's happy to do that. Sure. But You've got to advocate for yourself. Too many times I see women just put their head down, work hard, hoping they get noticed, hoping that someone calls out the awesome work they did. And you know what happens? No one, no one recognizes them publicly necessarily. Um, if they do get recognized publicly, great. But 
more times than not putting your head down and quietly working and hoping you get noticed is a, a recipe for disappointment. You've got to advocate for yourself. You have to showcase your um, talents and accomplishments in a way that's not obnoxious, of course, um, but proactively do it. Men do it all the time. If you put your head down and work and hope you get noticed, you know what? Some I, I hate to say it, but you're setting yourself up for your ideas to get stolen and for somebody else to um, represent your ideas when you could have been representing your own ideas at different meetings and showcasing the work you do and sharing and, and helping others with your ideas and moving the organization forward. So in the career conversations, those one-on-ones with your boss, with your mentors, with your peers, find ways to advocate for yourself. And that goes back to speaking your truth. When you speak for your truth, you are advocating for yourself. You are not just being agreeable and saying yes to everything. You're not just hiding your emotions, but you're actually saying, Hey, this is, this is what I think, or, Hey, this is an idea I have, or, Hey, this is, these are things I've accomplished. And this is why I would, I'm qualified to take on this next position or program or project or whatever that is. But if you don't speak up for yourself, no one else will. And I'm sorry, that is a hard truth, but you've got to find ways to speak up for yourself. And if this is something that's really hard for you, find a mentor that you can practice with, find somebody that, you know, to ask your ally to help you, um, you know, maybe role play a little like, Hey, I'm about to have this conversation. I really want to advocate for myself, but will you tell, will you give me some feedback on how this sounds? Find people who can partner with you as you um, navigate the world of advocating for yourself and becoming just more and more confident to speak on your own behalf. Um, and no, it's not breaking. No, it's there is humility, of course, involved with <laughs> advocating for yourself. But trust me, um, if you're not already advocating for yourself, um, you're being um, you're missing out on just way too many opportunities. All right, the last one. And this is probably the simplest one. Um, if you do nothing else as a woman in tech, as a woman in work, be somebody who, when you're not in the room, somebody will say this about you. She's amazing. She gets shit done. That, that sentence right there will make you bulletproof. Like, ugh bulletproof. I just used that word. That right there will make you tough as nails. It will make your reputation tough as nails within the organization. You will um, have, who doesn't want to work with somebody who gets things done? I, I mean, I, I can't think of a single person who'd be like, yeah, I'd rather just work with somebody who just talks about getting things done and never does it. If you have the reputation of being able to make things happen, to get things done, you will go far. So no matter what it is, whatever you're thinking about, if that is your underlying theme, if that is your personal brand, like, Hey, I'm, I'm Holly. I'm knowing I'm known for getting things done. Like, Whoa, hats off to you. So with that, let me just go over the four things that you don't have to do anymore. And four things that you really ought to do as a woman attacker in any industry. So four things you don't have to do like sports. Take notes, schedule meetings, order the food. That was points one and two. Point three, you don't have to be agreeable. Say yes to everything. My God, have an opinion and stand up for your thoughts. Feel responsible. You, you know, you, you don't have to feel responsible necessarily for everyone's reactions and emotions by speaking your truth as long as you do it with respect and kindness. Um, number four, 
you don't have to hide your emotions or pretend to feel something you don't feel. If you can show your emotions, that's one of the amazing contribute contributions that women make to a workforce. They bring emotions and life to a workplace. So please don't, don't contribute to an emotionless mask wearing workplace, an inauthentic, toxic workplace, bring your emotions and your full self. Four things, four things that I think every woman ought to be thinking about and ought to do one build allies, both men and women. Number two, speak your truth. Even if it's uncomfortable or your voice shakes that, that tells if you're uncomfortable and your voice is shaking, that that's the path to knowing like, Hey, I'm onto something. I'm being real here. I'm really nervous about saying how I feel, but I know this is really important to me. That's how, you know, when you're speaking your truth, because your voice shakes and you're uncomfortable. That's how, you know, it's important. It matters. Number four, advocate for yourself, period. Tell your stories, share the work that you're doing, share your ideas, share your ideas with your peers and your leaders, advocate for yourself for that next job, that next promotion, that, that next huge, you know, chunk of work that you want to own and lead and drive. And then the final thing, be known for getting shit done. Just be known for making things happen, getting stuff done. And, um, like I said, that'll make you unstoppable. You will have more people that want to work with you than you can imagine. So be known for getting things done. So I hope you found this helpful today. I literally came up with these four points, um, over the past week. And, um, I just wanted to kind of speak off the top of my, my head a little bit on these. I didn't want to sound overly scripted or, or overly prepared because I, I view these, these podcasts as conversations with you. And so I'd like to know which one of these resonated with you the most. Um, maybe which one that you'd like to do someday, but just don't know how to get there or kind of struggling with reach out. I'm at Holly at hollynoel.com. You can find me on Instagram at the consultant code. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm here. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you thought of this episode and how I can help you. That those are all ways we can stay connected. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. And remember, showing up as yourself in the workplace is your superpower. So just continue doing that and get shit done. Bye, friend. <laughs>